1: doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought-provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well being.
0: We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps.
1: If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well being.
0: So, for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch, and get real. Hey, Anisha.
1: Hi, Diana. How are you today? Another day in a pandemic. Another day in a pandemic. It is true.
0: So, we've been doing a lot this morning. <laughs> we have. haven't
1: we? I've been up since five. um mm. I went to see a neurologist because I'm I'm having been sleeping. I think I'm a little burnt out. I hate to say it, but I think I'm 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 there. Yeah. What about you? I'm there. I
0: uh I I hit a wall this morning myself, and I'm trying to think about how to regroup and refocus. I definitely. And feeling like some pandemic fatigue, right? I know mm-hmm. that like in our area, we're ramping up again. And like, are they going to shut stuff down? I know that like bars and restaurants are starting to close a ton. And I think I got sad. Like I don't normally have – see, I don't have – I don't normally – I do not have seasonal affective disorder. Like that's not mm-hmm. something that I have um, because I, I enjoy all the seasons. But I think between – the pandemic and the not knowing and not not knowing when it's going to end and not knowing all the things. And then also I have some election fatigue. I thought that was, it was a very stressful <laughs> couple weeks. Also the not knowing and the days of not knowing. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't I'm not a hundred, like I, I have not had this feeling before. Like normally I'm a, I'm like an energizer bunny. I'm like, okay, okay. All right. Well, this didn't work. So we're just going to change this. I'm just going to go in a different direction. I can figure this out. These are new feelings. This is just a new place to explore for me. I'm not hundred percent sure because the things I would do normally to get out of this sensation aren't available to me right now. What about you? What are you thinking?
1: I think that's interesting, right? The things that you would normally do are not available. So again, I don't have any issues with seasonal affective disorder. But my thought is that my escape during the warmer days was to go out for a walk, right? Mm-hmm. Through the park. It was beautiful. I'm not going to have that at my disposal, right? When it's like 10 degrees, you know, in New York City. So what will I do? And for someone who is also an energizer bunny and don't really know how to sit still, how do I I sit still through this? And then how do I sit still with my own thoughts and my own feelings while being a container for other people's on a daily basis? So I think that that is the hardest thing for me, just trying to figure out how am I going to continue to do my job well, right? And then deal with all of the the feelings that I'm having around working at my dining room table. Because we know that, you know, that has been rough for me which is why I bolted to Mexico for two days, two weeks, excuse me, not two days, two weeks to work from there, but I still worked. So again, you know, I was still seeing clients. It felt better. I can say that the sun felt really good. I felt a lot more energized, but I think that that is not going to be my norm. So I'm back to New York city again. And so that fatigue and that exhaustion has set in and it has also set in with our clients. So we're talking about it all day, and we're feeling it all day. So there's kind of no way to 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 get out of it, to get around it. I think the election definitely put me in this space where um, I, I I I was at a space where I was like, okay, read enough to just know what's going on, Anisha, but don't get all crazy with it. And what ended up happening is I think I had CNN on loop for like three days, <laughs> and, and just <laughs> it was just. That's like all day. But but it was like that same picture where they had all of the states and they kept pushing it and telling us how many votes were counted. And that kept going for like three days. And I knew that that wasn't helpful. And then kind of dealing with my clients Because, you know, we've been trained to keep our personal beliefs out the room and Mm -hmm. our opinions out the room. And I've never had people ask me so much around what I thought about something. And they really wanted an answer, right? Like, and I couldn't kind of squirm out of it in the ways that, you know, therapists know how to do. I wasn't able to do that. They wanted to know where I stood. You know, they wanted to know if I knew how to get out of this place of uncertainty that we've been in for so long and i didn't know how to do that and i end up having more political conversations than i ever had trying not to share too much about myself but knowing that for them it was important that they knew more about where i stood so i think that all of those things together has um been rough definitely been rough
0: yeah there's been i mean we are taught where it's the first thing we're taught in our training is no disclosure, (laughs) right? Like, why would you tell, why would you say that? Like to influence, like, why would you do that? You don't want to influence your patient's decision, but it was really important. I know that I've been asked some direct questions and in answering the questions, uh, if I have chosen to answer them, like the, because Mm -hmm. the standard well, how will this help your treatment or how will it help you? It's not it's not the answer that's going to move for, move <laughs> progressively move the relationship forward so and it it was a heavy container i mean it definitely was a heavy week it was a heavy container and it also like people had uh, ha- we have are containing a lot i more so because it's also really um as i'm looking at the parallel process of my life to my patients lives and what's mm-hmm. happening it's like oh i i miss i really like I know I we say this all the time but mm-hmm. like it really hit me how much I hit I miss people like oh. I I uh I was like <laughs> I need to go to the grocery store like I need to go to the grocery store so that I can interact with the cashier <laughs> and like I I know I said this before we started this morning just for fun I took a Myers Briggs personality test which <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> For fun. Who does that? It was
0: for fun. It was like it was in one of the newsletters I get and I like I took it and it was but it was interesting because it was asking me all these questions about like what who are you at a party? I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my God.
1: I don't remember.
0: I but I was so I was answering it from like who I would be now at a party. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I want to be around that many people all at once. Like I was thinking about the shock to the system, like for some reason, I was thinking, oh, because Thanksgiving is coming. So I'm thinking about yeah. like my high school football game, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was a high school football cheerleader and I, oh, if I'm near my parents' house or visiting them, I would go to the football game. Like there would be tons of people and it would be outside and I would see
1: other people I went to high school with. Wait, just FYI, I just want to say I didn't know that. And I <laughs> love- Like, I had no idea Diana was a cheerleader. (laughs) And so, like, I'm over here thinking about her in the little skirt and pom-poms and the whole thing. So thank you for that, because I have this interesting visual now. And, yeah, like, to see you just so cheerful would be so interesting. (laughs) Like, on 10, cheerful.
0: (laughs) Um, Yes, I was a high school cheerleader, football cheerleader. And that, like, that feeling comes up of, like, oh, that would be so great. And then, like, there's there was some sadness, right? Cause that's, that's not what's going to happen. And like, yeah. as I plan for Thanksgiving and I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, oh, am I going to ask people to get COVID <laughs> tested? Like, is that the way before they come to my house? Like, is, is that how that's going to work? So there were, and, and taking the test, I was really like, oh, this is, this is hard for me to answer these questions because it's, the, the, it's about a, a time of my life that is not happening right now. Like I'm not like who are you in a crowd? Was a to figure out if I was an introvert or an extrovert. And come to find out, I'm more introverted than I thought. I mean, I will talk to you <laughs> out in public. And I will like I will happily go out in public. But I think I need more according to Myers Briggs and according to the way I was feeling this morning. So I wonder if I take it again tomorrow if I'm gonna get a different Myers Briggs thing. Or when we go back outside. Anyway that being said, I thought it was a little bit more introverted than I think. And also that um, the questions just, they brought up so much sadness. So
1: Don, what are your thoughts right now of where we are?
2: Um. Well, two things here. One, I was getting ready to jump in to say thank you to the two of you. I want to say to the both of you, the hardest part of anything is the showing up. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners don't. Well, it's on purpose because they're not here, but they don't see the behind-the-scenes theme- stuff. Diana had a really rough morning, just getting her equipment together. Um, that was a, <laughs> do, that was a treat. What do you mean? <laughs> kind of amplified the fact that she was feeling a little a little not peppy as she usually is, and Anisha wasn't feeling as peppy as usual because uh, again, another behind the th- scene things she she had a rough week last week coming back from vacation so she struggled a little bit she paid for physically paid for her trip to Mexico last week so but Wrong. i think what's great yeah i think what's great is and and the reason why i love producing this show for the two of you is that's that's a light week for the two of you and the two of you have been rock stars through this whole entire thing because I'm betting that people don't come to a session with you and go, you know what? I had a great week. Let me tell you all the great things that happened this week. (laughs) No, it's the crap and the garbage that is going on and you have to sit there and listen because that's your job and that's what you do. And you're there to help your patients and your clients, but it's, it's not happy go lucky. So it's hard to show up and the two of you, are amazing, and you do it every single day for work, and you definitely do it for this podcast. Which again, other behind the scenes kind of a thing, we have tough conversations behind the scenes of this podcast to talk about things, what we should talk about, what we shouldn't talk about, you know, who we should discussions we should have. Because again, I'll say it, since the two of you are not going to, and that's good, um, <laughs> is if a person has a stance then then they're they're this if a person believes this they're that and the two of you have to kind of navigate that conversation i think the two of you do a great job of it so as a treat i'm going to ask the two of you two oh. questions since we had a pretty tough conversation today the now, same
0: two questions or do i the, yeah, get two you, questions and anisha gets two questions you, like, no how you both is this you get work? the same question you know i yeah. get a little heady yeah. <laughs> so so it's both of you get
2: the same question.
0: I make it. I make it, I make it too big. Yeah.
2: Like so the question um,
0: we had to cut out when yeah. when once somebody asked me about happiness and yeah. I made it.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. That was a long conversation, by the way, when you were talking about your happiness or lack thereof or something. Else. Um, <laughs> really, a lot I of broke cutting down. That day. I
0: made yeah. it. I made it too much. Okay, yeah. go ahead.
2: There was a lot of cutting that day. So here's the same question. So when I say two, it's. Basically the same question for the two of you. I'm going to go ahead and ask Anisha first because she was bold and said, Diana's going to bring us in today. So um, she gets to go ahead and go first. Again, another behind the scenes thing. These ladies never volunteer to bring us in. They always volunteer the other to bring us in, which is really <laughs> awesome. And when I asked the question, the two of them give me a look like, what, what do you mean? Somebody has to bring us in? It just doesn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, again, a lot of fun we have on the, in, in the behind-the-scenes stuff. So, Anisha, here is your question.
1: All right, here we go. Um,
2: since we are talking about having a down day, a down time, let's talk about a happy thing. Okay. You have a day. As your producer, I will pay for this day, and this day has no no value to It, it means you can spend as much as you want. You can go wherever you want. What would you do to recharge... Give me a breakdown of what that day would look like. I should remind you that we only have five more minutes left, so don't make it too long.
1: Okay. So I'm getting on a plane, right? So let me be clear about that. We're going to start there. Um, I'm going, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not staying here. It's cold. I'm going to Arizona. One of the best trips I've ever taken was I flew to Phoenix and I did a, um, a road trip through Arizona. So I think for me, I would go to the, back to the Grand Canyon. I would get a helicopter that would fly me inside of the canyon. I really want to be around nature. I mean, when you live in New York City and I live in an apartment building and there's like an apartment building behind mines and next to mines and in front of mine. Like, so I am so tired of living in the concrete jungle. So just kind of the see the beauty of nature and and what God has built for us. I would love that. I would, I would spend a day at the canyon. I would get a helicopter i would go into the canyon i would walk around i would take in the sun all of the views that's what i would do with my time because um yeah i need i need out of new york i just i just do right now you know being in my apartment feels like 24 7 it's just a little overwhelming at this point
2: so just a little clarification since i am paying for this so-called trip <laughs> um is it a private plane or first class or coach oh, hell. what are we going
1: i'm i'm Listen, we can go private. I've never been on a private plane before. Let's be clear. I would go private. I wouldn't have to worry about people. Um, And not to say I have an issue with people, but I think now that I've been in COVID for so long, I am a little just afraid of like you know getting COVID from people. (laughs) So,
2: so is this a solo trip?
1: Um. I would take my husband. Today is my actual anniversary. So just FYI, it's my wedding anniversary today. I would take him with me. I like him do. Okay.
2: Well, I'm glad I could provide a <laughs> an anniversary trip for the two of you to the Grand Canyon in my private plane. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Diana, now it is your turn. If you guys are trying to match money values, I'm pretty sure Anisha's is quite high. So feel free to surpass that if you want.
0: Well, Anisha clearly has more energy today than I do. So <laughs> she's, I was like, she's getting on a plane. She's going to Arizona. She's getting in another. Like you got one day. You got 24 hours. She's getting in another vehicle. She's going in a helicopter. Uh, there, it's And then she's going to have a breath of fresh air in the Grand Canyon. then she's going to turn around and haul her ass back. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I like got <a> one day. <laughs> so on that one day, I'm going to find – a beautiful hotel i'm going to with a pool and a spa in room service spa treatments oh i might have to get on a plane <laughs> cuz i want it to be warm i want it to be warm i want to wake up i want to have a beautiful breakfast i want to have acupuncture i want to take a nap i want to go swimming and then i want to have lunch oh you know what i don't need sun I'm going to Paris. I'm taking it all back. All of it back. All of it back. I'm going to Paris. I'm staying in a hotel. I'm having all of these things. And I'm having a beautiful dinner. And I'm, I'm going to have a nice night's sleep. And then I'm going to walk around in the morning. I don't even need to be on a private plane because I think I need to be with people. But I need to be in the front of the plane drinking champagne. And um, as long as I get a really good night's sleep and a nap in the day. That's what I need. I need a delicious nap, and acupuncture in Paris. There we go.
2: I love the concept of time in both of your days that <laughs> they pretty much don't exist. <laughs> I mean.
1: We don't even factor in flight time. Yeah. I mean, flight time. From New York, um, yeah. Arizona.
2: Yeah. So um, that's good. So uh, by the way, both of you would be flying back, coach. I said I'd take you there. I'm not bringing you back.
0: Okay, I guess Anisha's bringing her man. I guess I'd bring mine too. He gets to come. All right. He would like it. You
2: has got a producer. Paris is for
0: know. the lovers, right? Yeah. I, love, I love, love Paris. I do. I love, 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 love,
1: love, love Paris. i have um, a lot One of it is hard. In the bridge, Alden and I.
3: Oh, <laughs> I have a lot of
1: the bridge. Yeah. It's I good love to it. I know
2: the two of you thought of me during your trip. Thanks a lot. Um, no, no consideration of bringing the producer. Dude, on you got some
0: work to do. We're spending all your money. <laughs>
2: yeah, so, uh, yeah, it makes what my son asked for Christmas so much cheaper. Thank you, ladies. I feel more. My foot <laughs> feels more full now. Okay, um,
1: so wait, yeah. can I say, is this the moment that we introduce the guests?
2: Yes, this will be the moment you introduce the guests and the topic for the episode. Since the two of you did such a great job of doing that before the episode started.
1: Okay. So I think that we should introduce oh. our guest.
2: <laughs> and here is the part where everybody will find out who's going to do the bio, ladies. Oh, by uh, the way, the audience doesn't have video, so they can't see the both of you just looking at me like I'm going to jump in and do the bio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> think today it's Nisha. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest for the day. We are really, really excited to have her. Diana is going to gush all about her because you know difference. So let me just give you the tea on her. So her name is Diana Lamangie. She is a bilingual nonprofit professional, blogger, activist, podcaster, and Latina mom. On her blog, she writes about motherhood, life in New York City, and raising bilingual and multicultural kids. Her podcast, Parenting and Politics, seeks to inform, inspire, and empower parents to take action and make a difference. So we are super excited to talk to her today. Sit back
0: grab your tea and have a listen. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy. And if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. BeWell is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID 19. With
1: over 15 licensed therapists, BeWell offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text well that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today.
0: Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text well one word, B-E-W-E-L-L to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back
1: to our amazing show. Hello, hello, hello. We are back for another week of Be Real, another week in a pandemic after an election. It's just so much going on. I am here, Anisha Salisbury. Where's my girl? Where are you at? Oh, I'm right here, girl. Here I am, <laughs>
0: Diana Gasperoni, right here with you in the pandemic post-election, feeling all the feelings.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. I am I, I'm pretty sure I have pandemic and election fatigue. Like I and I don't have zoom fatigue, but I do have the earbud fatigue. So all the <laughs> things. I'm like I have all the things. But I'm here and you know it's true what they say. If, once you start talking and connecting to people that you really 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 like and really love, you you start to get a little bit more energy. This is the, this is that time where I start to gush, right? I gush over our <laughs> uh, guest today
1: in, in five, four, three, two, one, go. <laughs> Diana
0: Limongi, how did I do, Um, is in the house today. We're very excited to have her. Diana and I uh, met, I don't know, how many years ago now. We sat on the board of a not-for-profit and she is the host of a wonderful podcast, Parents and Politics, which I was a guest on recently and
3: she's here with us today. So, come on in. (laughs) Hi. Okay. Hi. I love how you said recently. That was at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. In my mind, it was just a week ago. (laughs) Like, come and talk to all the parents that are, like, flipping out right now. And we are not okay. Um, (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. So the listeners know. Sure. So um, as you mentioned, I have a podcast called Parenting and Politics. But before I had the podcast, I was someone who was always really interested in, like, helping others if you believe in astrology, I'm an Aquarius. So you know, when you read about what Aquarians are like, it's always like humanitarian and revolutionary and all this. But then that all kind of exploded when I became a parent. And I realized that there's so many things in the United States that parents, particularly mothers do not have access to. And that was kind of mind blowing. So I kind of started a blog and I started working with organizations kind of sharing my story and on a volunteer basis and then I kind of quit my nine to five and decided that I was just going to do that professionally so that's what I do now I work with nonprofits I do a lot of social media um, strategy I do um, translation work I do content creation and i do have a background in it so when i had after i had my first baby i'm crazy so i decided to have a full-time job have a baby and go to um get my master's degree part-time in nonprofit management so when i had my degree i was like okay one and done because i'm exhausted um (laughs) but then when my child hit five i was like okay do i want to do this again so why not you know you know what happens tell me this is true people forget (laughs) Like, women forget (laughs) all the pain and the suffering and the, you know, sleepless nights. We forget. And that's why we do it again.
0: It's the love. You forget. And the joy. It's the love, the joy, the oxytocin, all the stuff. You
3: forget. Yeah, we forget. So, yeah. So, I went for a second round. But, you know, now I have a boy and a girl. So, I'm happy. Um, She's adorable. (laughs) She is adorable. if you follow me on Instagram, she is very, very adorable. She's three and a half. And her new thing is that she mimics you. So if I say, Sophia, put on your shoes. She's like, Sophia, put on your shoes. <laughs> 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 and it. okay. Yeah, That's pandemic. And you want but... to laugh, but like you want to be like, don't do that. That's like, you know, yeah. So yeah. So now I have two kids. I live in New York City. I used to blog a lot about raising bilingual kids because that was really important. It is still very important in our home. But now I really have gone into this activist space so now I created this podcast where I talk about parenting and politics, which I'm sure we're going to dive into in a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't sound like you are not busy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh, yes, we are going to dive into the work that you do now. But before we do that, are your kids home? Or are they in school?
3: My kids are home. So I live in New York City. I live in Queens, New York. In May, my daughter's daycare center announced that it was closing its doors forever. Oh, wow. Ooh. So you might have caught me because I also shared that on like some TV channel. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I cried. Um, yeah, my daughter still asks me about it. She says, "When can she go back to her school? She doesn't want to go back to a new school, so she's home." Yeah. Um. But this week I had two instances where I was like, "Okay, she needs to go back." Just like I'm, I'm gonna pull my hair out. So yeah. So my daughter's home. My son is home. He's doing remote learning. He's nine. We just discovered that he's rushing through it so he can play video games, which has been a whole, this has been a quite a week. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, a yeah, new all the things are happening. Yes. Yeah. So they're both home. My husband and I also work from home. So the silver lining to all that is that my mom lives downstairs and- this week, she has really helped a lot. But but also to say that that's part of the reason why I really haven't just kind of taken the step to find a daycare because I my parents both live downstairs and they're in their 70s. And I'm worried that if my daughter goes to daycare, you know, what will, will she bring something home?
0: So a lot of things to navigate yes. over there. Yes. So, okay. So we are... At post election,
3: <laughs> you can describe what I'm doing. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So the hands are up. The hands are up. Yeah. 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 We are post election, and uh, tell us a little bit about what what was going on with you, the blog, you, the podcast during this election season. I mean, I follow you. I've watched you and what you were doing. So, um, and I know that you are very obviously very politically active, both at the presidential level, but a lot at the city level. And I want to get into the city level too. But let's just talk, let's just talk about this past couple of weeks.
3: (laughs) Just to give a little bit of background. I actually, we actually left the country for three months. So I got back on October 2nd, but I was following kind of what was happening. And part of the reason why we left the country was because of childcare, because we needed to go to a place where we had extra help uh, to be able to work. So I got back on October 2nd and I knew, first of all, I was super happy to be back because I knew that this, like, I wanted to be here for the election, you know, right before the election. So I kind of was like, okay, what can I do with the time and the resources that I have at my disposal, which is something that on the podcast, I say a lot um, to parents that listen, I say, you know, do what you can with what you have, because activism work can be very exhausting, both physically and mentally. So I say, you know, if you have an hour, take that hour to text bank or phone bank. If you have an afternoon, do something bigger. If you, you know, want to dedicate your kind of life to this, you can run for office, but by no means do you feel obliged like you have to do a big grand gesture, right? I always tell parents, if you have five minutes, great. If you have an hour, great. If you have more time, great. For what that looked like for me was, I was using a lot of social media to give people the right information. So, you know, dates on early voting, where to get the right information, remind people to go out and vote. I did a lot of text banking, some of it nonpartisan. So what that looked like was, you know, remember, like, you can go out to vote. Remember, like, these are the states where you need IDs to vote. You know, the Mm -hmm. problem in our system is that difference. We have 50 states plus the District of Columbia, plus Puerto Rico, blah, blah, blah. All these states have different systems, which is, I think, is a vote. Of, it's a form of voter suppression. So, so that's why it's so confusing. Right. So you have early voting. So different places have different dates for early voting. So I was just trying to get all that information out. And I also gave money when I could. And <laughs> so funny because my husband, he came over to me and he was like, can you stop giving money to like Joe Biden? Just just like stop. <laughs> 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 I was just, yeah, I just like don't. I only donated twice and I bought a t-shirt and that was it but like I also even like three bucks to like Gary Peters who was running in Michigan you know like some states like I was just like whatever I can do and I I tried to be like a poll worker in New York um which I guess they didn't need me yeah so I was just trying to do what I could with the time that I had in between doing my um, part-time consulting work and trying to be with the kids and, you know, managing everything.
0: You had a really good message. And I think it, that was an important, an important note. So I, I'm a, I'm, I'm no longer a New Yorker. I will always be in my heart of hearts, of hearts. But it was interesting to me because I follow New York politics until like two weeks before the election. I was like, oh yo, yeah, oh, I don't live in New York. <laughs> like i am not voting on that ticket and i had to do a lot of um research and also uh getting the information on where to vote was very different here than it is and like i i had it down over there for the amount of times i voted as a new yorker and i was like oh whoa 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 this is all different over here um and i didn't realize that so that's that's was interesting to find out it was a little stressful i'm not gonna lie (laughs) and also like looking at what was what the different thing like at the local level, what was being yeah the
3: down those yeah so those are called down ballot races, and a lot of times we focus so much on the presidential that we forget that when you go vote for in the presidential election that there are all these down ballot races, and at the local level, those people are making real decisions about where the money in your community is going, right? So like your city council members you know, here locally, our city council member has funded, um, you know, green spaces for our community. We got in our, in our school, we, our kids got a hydroponic lab that was funded. Um, The state assembly person, um, we got some funding to have a new research um, library that now with COVID, we don't, you know, no one that's going to actually like come be built. But, but, but the point is that all those are local elected officials that we, should really be paying attention to.
1: You know, I'm thinking about your work, Diane, and how important it is at that local level because I remember going into vote and realizing that I didn't know a lot of people on a ticket. A lot of the justices, I, don't, I didn't know the work they had done. And if it wasn't for having a smartphone and being in 2020, that I just took the time and I looked everyone up. And I was like, okay, how much information can I get so I can make an informed decision? And so I realized that where is that information for us? Like, these are the people that are going to be on your ticket. This is what you need to know. I don't I don't know where to find that. And I think that that would be so amazing because I think people just start just filling in blanks right when they get there or maybe not voting at all. And again, yeah, these are people the don't people vote. who make decisions. Yeah, they just don't vote at all because they don't know. And I remember calling my girlfriend and I'm like, oh, hey, this person has done this. This person has done that. Like you can make whatever decision that you want. But let me give you some information because you probably don't know who these people are because I, I didn't know.
3: Yeah. And, you know, someone on my podcast made a good point, which is that voting is actually not easy. No. right? <laughs> Especially like we already talked about like the different like you just said, Diana. New Jersey, New York, not the same, like different schedules, different rules, et cetera, et cetera. But also like having that knowledge of like you just said, you have to take that extra step to look up who these people are. And sometimes even like, what does this even mean? You know, like, Someone's running for for school board. What does that mean in the, we don't have school board. We have a DOE, which if if you look at what's happening now with the DOE, you know, some people I think would like to vote for um, their school board in New York city, but we'll see what happens. Oh,
0: yes, they would.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they would.
0: I mean, I know that like in New Jersey had I, when I flipped over my ballot, I was like, Oh, right. I'm voting on weed. Okay like there was right. like <laughs> right i was like and i wasn't paying attention and because i was paying attention to new york politics and because i was paying attention so much to the to the presidential election which of course is extremely important but like on the day to day of like my life i was like oh i i need to be more informed about how this is going to impact me and how also like when because it 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 impacts us in such an interest a systemic way, obviously, but like in your world, Diana, and in like with parent being a parent and taking your kids to school and all of those things and looking at their future, but also like when people come into the room, like our vote has created some of this anxiety, obviously, and the things that like we're all voting for meant like for healthy mental health for sure, but which was the way I looked at it this time when I went in because I was like, this is this is like for real. Okay. <laughs> I got a little lost in my thoughts because <laughs> well, it was so, it was so big. This election was so big, and it was it, it was so such nail biting and all the things that were going on. So I'm still tired from it. Anisha, you I cut you off.
1: No, I was thinking about just as women, right? All the things that impact us, like our reproductive rights, are always on the table. The wage gap, right? Like the inequalities in pay, leave, like all of these things that are always on the table for us. And it's just like, how do I stay more informed? Like, how do I be more intentional about that? And is that something that you help parents with, Diana, just kind of being more intentional about the information that's out there and figuring out how do I get that information? And then how do I, you know, disperse it to other people?
3: Yes, I try to be really intentional and kind of make those connections and that's why I created the podcast, right? Because a lot of parents were saying, I was hearing, I don't have time to be political. I, you know, this is like, not my thing. I'm going to leave this in a little box over here and I'm going to just do my parenting thing over here. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like this box over here affects this box over here. So mm-hmm. you need to like know what is happening, right? The The problem that I find is that it's so, the information is so polarized and like, the social media algorithms Mm -hmm. and the way that people are getting the information it's literally like you're living in like two different realities right (gasps) So, like if you're a conservative parent you get a certain type of information that that is not not highlighting kind of what the the other parents are getting. I don't know how else. Right. That. No, it is. But it's
0: they're, it's like two columns. Like we have the yeah. conservative column and then we have the liberal column. And the conservative from a social media standpoint absolutely are getting their social media and liberal people are getting their social media. And it is very
3: separate. Yeah. So what <laughs> yes. So so that is one thing that is concerning. I just I was um looking at a a New York Times poll and they polled, you know, they asked conservatives and liberals the same question. And then the margin, so like you asked, you know, do you think that uh, Trump has handled the coronavirus in a good way? You got 97, it's not the exact number, but the example is like, let's say 97% of liberals said no. Mm -hmm. Then you had 97% of conservatives say, yes, they did. Right? And if you go through that whole poll, it's the same thing for almost every single issue. Do you think that juvenile justice issues are being handled in the right way? It was like one column said yes and one column said no at the exact same percentage. And that just, to me, was just like, this is the problem that you Mm -hmm. have- we're so divided. Oh, yes, we're so divided. And actually, I have to say that the results where I, I really wanted, I was kind of hoping that so much of what has been done in the last four years, that that was going to make people not vote along party lines and kind of be like, we want to reject 100% of what is, has been happening in Washington. And that didn't happen. And that is really disheartening and really worrisome. So like the fact that I think 55% of white women voted for Trump this cycle is really bothersome just put it lightly like i i didn't expect it to be 51 47 i think is the latest results right i expected it to be like i don't know 75 to 20. i i maybe i'm being an idealist now but like i was just like how can we possibly
1: but he definitely had a jump with black women, even though it was very small, but it was a jump. He had a jump with Black men, even though, again, it was very small. So you're wondering, what are we all seeing? How are we seeing something different, right? Like, but we're all... Unless we're all given different information, which is what you're talking about, yes. right? And so some of us will watch CNN, some of us will watch Fox, right? And the way that the that it's skewed, you know, this is how you start to look at it, you know? So the people who are saying, oh, he did really great with the coronavirus. And then other people are like, wait, did you realize like 240,000 people died? And maybe... As a Black woman, I had more people, you know, dying. Like there were people on my timeline, you know, when it really hit, like daily, I was seeing people talking about rest and peace to this person. And maybe if you are, you know, from another demographic and you weren't seeing those numbers, then you felt like everything is okay. It's really not as bad. I guess it just kind of depends on who you are in this in this world and kind of and where you stand in, in, in your many identities, you know?
3: Yeah, but, but then I think that there's some things that shouldn't be, I think that we need to all agree on the kind of like the base, right? Like for me, the base, my perfect world is that everybody in the United States should have healthcare. Like there's no discussion like in my world. Right. And I think that because we've become so polarized and because there's before, you know, like before when cables didn't exist or, you know, when we had five channels <laughs> and everyone got the information. But we just had the, the antenna, the, just like the, bu- the bunny, the, the bunny yeah. ear antenna. Yeah, back then. Yeah. You know, in, like information was information, right? It wasn't like yeah. Sean Hannity giving his talking points. And that's what now we're confusing like opinion with information. So that that is worrisome to me. And is that what you're
1: helping parents with? Like trying to figure out opinion and information? Is that part of the work that you do?
3: No, the work that I do is more, these are the issues that we see in parenting. And Mm -hmm. this is- this is how politics and elected officials and government officials influence that. So, everything from like things that parents don't think about on a daily basis, like I was talking about green spaces, you know, mm-hmm. library funding for schools, the food that our kids eat in schools, you know, all of those things, some elected official somewhere is making those decisions. Like, if our kids are eating crap in public schools, it's because somebody's okaying that. Right, and as parents, if we have that information, then we can be like, "Oh, well, you know, we should not vote for the guy that is, you know, okaying X, Y, and Z, or the woman, men, or
0: women. <laughs> right?" Uh, I mean, I think that's that's also good to bring to the table. That sometimes we are all women sitting here having conversation, and we want, where our hope is that like they're they're like minded, but they are. I mean, you just said it: fifty five percent of white women. Voted in a way that I I didn't understand. So, (laughs) and then, but we are we are we do have to pay attention to where these decisions are being made and how they they have a trickle effect through a lifespan. Really, like what it looks like when you're an elementary school kid and the type of environment that you're in and that sort of is it. Are there enough resources? Are you getting a nutritious meal? Are you getting Is your teacher, are there enough teachers in the classroom for the number of kids that are in the classroom, all like, and what your playgrounds look like? And do you have access to those playgrounds? Those things are so important and form how, as a child is forming his view of his or her view of the world, his, her, excuse me, view of the world. So it is super important. How are you feeling about the next mayor? What do you, what's going on in this, in your city? (laughs) This is this is one of the things that I'm heartbroken about in that I'm not in it's your no city
1: in your city because it's I I can't him. well I
0: one of the things that I was the most proud of as a New Yorker was to be able to vote for the mayor of New York like that I really that was something that was like super super important to me and it didn't it was like one of the criteria on my list mm-hmm. even though I moved across the river and um I'm disappointed about it all the time that I'm not going to be able to vote for mayor but
3: Oh, I thought you were gonna say I'm disappointed in the mayor all the time.
0: Well, <laughs> I, just that I won't get to vote. I won't get to vote for him or her in the next go round. What are you thinking? I, what kind of changes do you want to see?
3: Oh, Bill. I, <laughs> my biggest, my biggest peppy right now is with the DOE. Like I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's there are way too many people who just have jobs and are just have become these lifelong bureaucrats in the DOE and they've become so far removed and so far removed from the classroom and from what the principals need and from what the teachers actually need. And I'm I I'm a parent but I also work with the principals because I'm on the PTA and on the school leadership team so like I see from both sides and I try to be really sympathetic to to both what sides. the teachers yeah and the principals are going through because the principals have to they have had to plan for like you know four different scenarios and it changes every like 6 weeks or something.
0: And where um, are you now in the change like I mean, I I see that now keep in mind, I see skewed news because I see it in New Jersey and not in New York. So so when I'm looking at New York news, I only see what they bring over.
3: Okay, so I'll be curious to know what they bring over. So right now, New York City public school parents have until November 15th, which is on Sunday, to decide if they're going to opt to their children back into a hybrid model of learning, which means one day, depending on how big your school is, it could be like an A-B model where, you know, you have two groups. My son's school is an ABC model, which means that he would go to in-person school one or twice a week, which, as you can imagine, is not very helpful for parents that have to work full time. So so we have to make that decision for the entire school year by this by the Sunday, oh. um, which is kind of insane.
1: Because you mean like the, the spring school. semester? or Yeah, like, like a, whole okay. yeah. a whole year. Yeah. A whole year. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
3: But um, right now, the city coronavirus infection rate, I think whatever that rate is, it's at almost, it's at 2.4, I think, or 2.6. Anisha, and if it hits three, they're going to shut the schools down.
0: This is where Anisha actually probably already knows the answer to that question. Where are we?
1: I I, I don't know. I just know that um, they are now telling us that we have to stop dinner at 10. The bars are closing at 10. Yeah. And those things nice. are starting to change, New York City. That's starting tonight. It, yeah. yep. starting tonight. Yep. That's starting tonight.
3: Yeah, so so that's what's happening. So we have until Sunday to decide we're going to hybrid. But it's very possible that if the numbers keep going up, everyone's going to be in remote because this in person schools are this is what they've said. But of course, parents are pushing back and saying the infection rates in schools aren't at 3%. So why would you close the schools Got it? you know the, the issue is also that there's no right answer there's mm-hmm. no one answer that's going to please everyone that's going to help everyone that's going that there's always going to be a, kind of like someone that's happy with it and someone that's not happy with it right yeah this, we're
0: never going to make everybody happy on this one there's just, there's just no way and there's no way to try either like somebody just has to make a decision and we have to go along with it and then we so that for mental health reasons right because we're like you're like caught in the in-between and it's so anxiety producing and
3: and so the problem the problem is that you know my my husband said well you know maybe Enzo will my son maybe it'll be good for him to go to school a few days a week and I said you know I feel like we just got into a rhythm I feel like we just figured out the schedule I feel like I also selfishly will say I feel like for my own mental health and for our family dynamic like I don't want to wake up in the freezing cold and rush to get him to school at 8 a.m. When, if we do hybrid, he can stay in his pajamas and we can start class at eight. I mean, if we do remote, he could stay in his pajamas until 8.30. And then, you know, it's much more relaxed. Like I feel like doing hybrid would just add a layer of things that I don't need in my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean,
0: I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, even though I think it was just a few weeks ago that you, I was on your podcast back then I was. (laughs) getting dressed for work every morning and it was a little bit different. And yesterday I wore sweats. So yes, there is that, that part of the not commuting and not doing those things. that is relaxing and stressful at the same time. What do you do? What are you recommending parents to do for self-care these days? What's on your list? Uh, How how are you helping them?
3: (laughs) First, I want them to know that it's okay to not be okay. That's really important. I just wrote that like last night. I was like, it's okay. Because I feel like everyone I've spoken to, like they have some good days and then they have some really crappy days when they don't want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's like raining outside. So I think it's important to talk about the fact that we are going to have crappy days and just to acknowledge that. But so I started running and I don't think when we spoke, we I had no, started no, running. No. no. <laughs> yeah, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm emotionally eating. I'm having way too much wine. I need to do something because I refuse to buy new clothes because you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I downloaded the Nike running app. There's a nice coach there that like hypes you up and like makes you know. So I've been running. Not to say that that doesn't mean I haven't gained all the pounds, but <laughs>
0: I'm but, yeah, we're all a work in progress. What kind of advice do you have for parents, Adisha? <laughs> the parents who tune into our show.
1: Um, I think the first thing I would say is to set some boundaries around your time and your energy. Because um, I think that at this point, if you need to disconnect from friends, family members, then do that. You can always reconnect later. But I think that, you know, if you're dealing with working from home, you know, taking care of your kids, being a partner to someone you really have to start to set those boundaries around your time and energy. You can't take all the calls from every friend who needs you, every family member who needs you. You have to really prioritize and kind of um, be realistic. Cause I think that a lot of our, the parents that I see perfectionism and COVID don't mix you know, we just <laughs> that's uh, a good way to put it. Do, you, yeah. You can't just have, you can't have both. So you just have to set these realistic expectations of what you can do.
0: It should be your tagline. I mean, we should make that a hashtag perfectionism and COVID don't mix. <laughs> they do not. They do not. Okay. Diana, I think we've come pretty close to the end of our show, but it's time for our last hurrah.
3: Oh, I love this part.
1: Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm a
3: little nervous because I don't know what you're going to ask me.
1: <laughs> I know. You have no idea.
3: So I have no idea. So now I said I love it, but now I don't know.
1: Okay. So if I came to you and I asked, what kind of reality show would you appear in? What would you say? I mean, it can be one of the reality shows that are on TV already, or you could just kind of give me like the type of reality show you would be on one
3: so the first thing that came to my mind is the shows where they come and they like redo your whole house
1: those are great <gasps> <gasps> that's
3: what i want HGTV like I shows tv shows i have clutter and i hate organizing so like if somebody could come and just like like what? Is do you it? want the?
0: Do you want the? What? Who are they? Those two girls that just that just had that is Netflix home thing? edit. Home edit. Do you that want one? that? I or don't do you know. Want, I, I or do you want Chip and Joanna? I want Chip and Joanna. I'll
1: take Chip and Joanna. Too. I think
0: so. I want yeah. Chip and Joanna. I want Joanna to like cook for me and make me cookies. and I can I make I want,
3: cookies, but I just bring okay. the kids
1: over
0: and like do the whole thing I wanted to like yeah. take the whole thing that, that's a good one
3: yeah that's what I, I like want. that because I'm- it's something like I look at my I try to journal once in a while but when I've looked clutter is always on there like it's that one thing that I'm like I have to, like I'm gonna do this and I and it's like I get like I just got rid of three bags of kids stuff and mm-hmm. then more appears it's like a breeze it's oh <laughs> <laughs> really, like I just got rid of, you know, I did my kids' closet, so I just got rid of like books and stuff that they don't need. But then I had to bring in the winter clothes, and that is like bulkier. So now I have like all these winter things that I need to put away. I'm sure people can relate because that's just very stressful. But um, yes, yes, that would. Be and my, my second,
1: second question is, how have you been kind today?
3: Oh, it's World Kindness Day. That's a good. Question. It is.
1: Wow, I missed that.
3: It is. But, That's you did, cool. but
1: look at that. You didn't
0: miss it. You were right <laughs> in it. Like the collective unconscious at work,
3: <laughs> like tapped in. How have I been kind today? I, How have I been kind? You know what? I am going to say that I went to sleep with my daughter in the middle of the night. And I stay with her, <laughs> like, basically all night because she apparently needs to hold my hand. And that was Aww. me being kind because part of me really just wanted to go back to my pillow top bed over here um so that was me being kind to her because oh i just really wanted my bed that's a good parenting that's moment sweet. right there she's that gonna is.
0: she's gonna remember that in her own way <laughs> she remember that when she's like she's, a teenager well she's gonna remember the love she's gonna always remember the love that's good love right there
3: okay thank you
0: all right anisha this
3: is what we, this is the oh,
0: end this is the end <laughs> and you know what we are still in a pandemic
1: so stay safe,
0: safe. hang in there
3: hang in there parents <laughs> that's right
0: <laughs> hang in there parents and ready okay stay safe stay
1: safe wash your, <laughs> hands. Wash your hands
0: wear, wear a the damn mask and wear a damn mask <laughs> okay <laughs> we're gonna stop here and we'll see you next week Thank you for listening to the Be Real Podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real Podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to bewellpsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's bewellpsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.